Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Glasgow Derby this Saturday half past 12 Celtic v Rangers at Celtic Park we're here to discuss it welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims Stephen Melly Glasgow Derby has arrived um, in many ways all the other fixtures sort of pale into significance insignificance now that this game is on the horizon I am probably quite pleased about that though is that a very early Mention of the form book goes out the window there, just a rewording of it. Well, aye, it is, but normally when I say like the form book goes out the window, what I've sort of learned over the years of watching football is that's not really true. Yeah. <laughs> the team that are doing the best in the run up to these games tends to win it. Hmm. But on this occasion, I would like to claw that back and suggest <laughs> that we do throw the form book out the window. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, the, it was good to get a couple of wins though, has to be said, as much as we do acknowledge that somewhat the... The Derby brings its own special occasion, its own challenges. Mm. It was good to go in off a couple of wins because it looked as if we were never going to win a game ever again <laughs> after the Hearts game. So it was good to come in after a bit of form. Haven't conceded a goal, barely conceded a shot. So Celtic are in arguably the best form we've mm. been in this season. We've matched our previous record of winning two games in a row. Yeah. Still haven't got that elusive third. So hopefully that can be the case now. Really? Yeah, well... We had just had to win these games, didn't we? Quite simply, it was at a point after that Hearts game where it was, it was really, really bad, and we were wondering where the next victory was coming from. Got that in two games that they're not difficult games, but they would have been, they have been for us this season. It's the teams near the bottom we've struggled against to create or finish off chances, even. So we've done that now. The two results were good, plus two lineups that were unchanged on the bench and starting 11 so that gives Celtic a bit of continuity there I know you don't like that word because we're obsessed by it but <laughs> hopefully going into this game I don't see much changing the only thing would be Carter Vickers but I think that 11 if everybody's fit will start the game and look we're going into it in decent form two wins two clean sheets and We've been creating a lot of chances and look, that after that Hearts game, we wanted to see a reaction. I think we've seen that. On the lineup itself, I think there are discussions to take place though. I think oh, we might eventually come to the a fairly predictable conclusion over it all because of the the nature of this squad and we've, something we've spoken about so many times and how we can't really trust an awful lot of players within that squad. But I think for a change, 
despite the fact we've had a couple of unchanged lineups, there are discussions to take place there over who actually warrants their place and whether you do have to make slightly uncomfortable changes to to sort of accommodate players because no one's really there's a, a few places in my opinion that are up for grabs and no one's really grabbing them. We've had that all season, yeah. Uh, but I think the, the crucial thing about this game is. I, I don't really want to discuss it in terms of, and it shouldn't be discussed within Celtic in terms of just another f- fixture on the calendar. There's players yeah. here who you, there's need cho- you, you you need to shop for these games. There's yeah, simply yeah. no choice. You don't. Oh, I had a but you know, like take for instance Mikey Johnson, who's going to come up. I don't trust him to start right, against yeah. Rangers, and if you do start against Rangers, you need to understand how serious that is. You need to understand that that is the that's the absolute level that we need to be at. That you need to be confident on the ball you need to be aggressive you need to give absolutely everything and these qualities that we expect from Celtic players many of the guys that we speak about that are whose places are up for grabs you can't really say that describes any of them all these no. guys that are coming in now you can't say he you know he Turnbull absolutely must start Johnson absolutely must start Home absolutely must there's, there's so, so many of these guys and that's what probably worries me the most the guys whose positions are all up for grabs there's not one single person in that Celtic squad who's currently not playing that I think should definitely be playing No, that's why I'd probably make a case for the team that started the last two games because with those players I'm looking at it and I, the guys that maybe could come in Mikey Johnston, Turnbull and all that we've absolutely ripped them to shreds recently even Yang but the lack of work ethic, that work off the ball. And in this game, if you lose your battles, we will lose this game mm, because yeah. it is so tight right now. I don't think don't think either team are brilliant, to be honest. Rangers may be in better form, probably more confident than Celtic. Celtic maybe the better individual players, although that could be argued. And managers going up against it for the first time as well. But when it boils down to it, this game could be won by the tiniest battle in midfield mm. the tiniest who wants to get to the ball first to prevent a corner or something who wants to win the header from a corner it could be that small that makes such a significant impact in this game and do I want guys like Mikey Johnston Turnbull Yang on that pitch no there's a lot of pressure on the manager then I mean there's been there's been a fair amount of criticism spread about it recently because of the Celtic performances but at some time Brendan Rodgers' managerial ability needs to click in. We need to see, and we did see it in Europe, to be fair, but we need to see from Brendan, um, the the Brendan that had Rangers in a chokehold not so long ago, last time he was here. I mean, he pulled off a masterstroke of sorts in the first Glasgow derby. We all thought we were a bit underprepared for that. Oh, yeah. Massively. But, but I am now looking at that going, can we really realistically compare Michael Beale's Rangers, the guy who we all called a fraud, a flop, a myth? Can we then say, ah, well... You know that this Clement team is the same the same thing because I just don't think it is. I think that's important to establish up front. I don't I don't think we can realistically do that just now. I think we need to treat Rangers as an entirely new challenge because of those reasons. Because they had a major problem this season, and it was Michael Beale. Basically, that that looked to be the the root of all of their problems this season, and they've cut that out. They got rid of him. They lost, uh, I think it was after the Aberdeen game. So they lost to Aberdeen and basically just get rid of him. There was no that, oh, he needs, he needs time to turn that around yeah. and all that, all that familiar stuff. They just jettisoned the guy, the absolute fraud, straight out the window and brought in a guy who, so far, granted they've not played against Celtic yet, so far looks a lot more competent. And they've put a load of wins together. They've had a few impressive results in Europe since he came in. I think they've picked up eight points in Europe since he came in, including a, a must-win 
almost like a playoff between them and Betis. They went yeah. away and got a result, something that we seem incapable of doing in recent years in Europe. So I think for those reasons, we need to treat it as a completely new challenge from having beaten um, mm. Rangers at Ibrox under Michael Beale because they look a lot more... Well, I, I don't think they look great. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a case where they are suddenly wonderful and we are absolute dung. Like mm. we're we're in the mud, finished club and all that. I don't <laughs> think that's the case. But I think they're uh, they're on the right track as compared to where they were going under Michael Beale. So I think we need to acknowledge that it will be a, a big test for Brendan Rodgers, by far his biggest domestic test so far. But I think there's it might be even argued that it's his biggest test of the season because oh, I mean, by far, yeah. I, think. I mean, Europe is its its own thing. We. For various reasons, we don't really expect to go and beat Atletico Madrid and some we got a, a good draw against them. But in terms of where this season has gone unexpectedly under Brendan Rodgers, them coming to Celtic Park with a bit of form behind them, I think represents a big challenge. I, I, it's massive for Brendan. Yeah. It's, ma- it's massive for Brendan. It's it's job in the balance stuff yeah. for, for Brendan Rodgers because like you said, Michael Beale had a bad start. They, they binned him. There was yeah. no talk, oh, he needs to get another transfer window. Brendan Rodgers has been given that honeymoon period of he can get to the transfer window. But my worry is, it doesn't, you know, people will listen to this and go, oh, it's those if Rangers are great. Rangers don't have to be as great because in recent weeks we've seen you only need to be as good as Hearts to beat us at yeah, Celtic Park. Yeah. You don't need to be an all-conquering Rangers side. You just need to be competent to pick points off of us. And that's what that's that's where I think there needs to be a sharp focus in, from the manager. And I'm sure there is, but there really needs to be a sharp focus from the manager and the players to to drill in. Oh, this is what this means. This is Celtic lose this game on the run we've been on. And I don't mean the last two games. I mean the last five or six games. We've picked up as many points as Hearts and Hibs and third in the league if you look at the last five games. So we, we really need a sharp focus on how important this game is. And I think that comes from the manager. Yeah, I'd go as far as saying it's the biggest test of Brendan Rodgers' Celtic career. Mm. I think in both spells, this is this is the one that is going to... He's get paid the, he gets paid the big bucks, doesn't he? And this is where he needs sure to does. earn it. Sure does. a pound not. <laughs> this is where he needs to earn it. And I think, look, I can't sit here and lambast the players week after week say they're not good enough then when it comes down to the biggest game of the season just go to the manager win this yeah, because yeah. it's not as simple as that so but I think he has to formulate a plan that gets us through this game and this is kind of what he's made for isn't it these are the games that he, he does it in we know from his previous spell as soon as games are out of the way he's always geared towards this always gearing towards these games and he'll be getting into the players and the good thing about it is because our, uh, our summer window was so bad, most of the players that will be playing are players that have been there and done it for Celtic. There'll be the odd one like Scales and Palmer who haven't really played in these games. <clears> but for most of the players that will play, it will be the guys that have been there and done it. So they all know what they have to do. But I do worry when you say they're about hearts, you only have to be as good as hearts. Hearts scored so two set pieces against us. <clears throat> That's all it can take against us right now. So Celtic have to be stand up and be counted, and that's the players and the manager. It's it's I've said dialer vibes a couple of times on the podcast over the course of the season, and the reason I bring that up is because we all thought under Ronnie Dialer, young and naive as we were, with positive <laughs> outlooks, that oh, it'll, it'll kick in eventually. And then there comes a point where you go, there's just no kicking in. This is just this is it. The, it Ronnie Dialer Celtic team is all the Celtic team it's ever going to be, and I think Brendan Rodgers really needs to take this opportunity to show us on Saturday that this is not all the Celtic team that is ever going to be under him because we'll talk about the January window in a minute but I've got I mean that's a Hail Mary the, the, yeah, the, the yeah. January window is a Hail Mary and I don't want to focus on too much beyond this match but 
there's no for me. Oh, we we lost all those games. We 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 threw away a massive lead in the league, and we get beat by Rangers. But January's just around the corner. No, no, no. The, the Rangers game is its own thing. No, oh, definitely. And uh, I've said all along, or I've said that in recent weeks after Celtic kind of hit the skids there, that it gets January for me, and mm. that that's that's something we can discuss at a later point as well. But Brendan Rodgers gets January for me, and I said that a couple of weeks ago. But that's on the that, that's on the basis that we win. Several games in our own, include Rangers in that. I don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's either win against Rangers or it's all over. Put it all in the bin. But I want Celtic to start picking up runs of games and runs of form now because I think the the blip, the bad period, has to be over now. And Celtic need to go on a run because first half of the season we've gone out of the cup and have dropped points in five league games so far. That's quite a lot. Mm. It's quite a lot so far. And you know, people saying, oh. oh don't get too carried away, it's, it's fine. But to drop points in five league games is quite a lot for a, a team like Celtic. And that if that's if you're to have a blip, that has to be over now. Starting basically now. And I think it's a massive challenge. January, yeah, is a, a completely different thing because we won't be able to do anything about it before we play Rangers. Won't be able to sign any players, won't be able to register any players, won't be able to get rid of any players, sadly, <laughs> before now. Yeah. But yeah, Brendan Rodgers has to, has to perform in this. And... I, I, I'm hesitant to say it's a must win but it basically is well it is for me yeah. because you, you can moan all you like but that's the bed we made as Celtic as yeah. a club and as Celtic as fans and Brendan Rodgers as a manager and these players everything we've ever known is really mostly success over Rangers and crucially wins when it mattered when Celtic needed to win the game in recent years we've won the game against yeah, Rangers yeah. under Ange under Brendan even under Neil Lennon from time to time the 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 need to have this level of success is now just baked in to oh, Celtic, yeah. and that's what Celtic are. So, I, the, the the I'm being a bit down on it. I'm a bit nervous about the game. I've just I just don't see us magically springing into form. I do see something more akin to the first game of the season that we yeah. played against them, where we sort of manufactured a win and it was all very controlled, and we we used the skill of Kyogo and Matt O'Reilly, and we manu- came out on top and took advantage, took advantage of them making a mistake and pounced. Yeah, yeah. and I, and I think that's maybe how the game is going to pan out more than it's going to be us running over the top of them winning three or four now. That being said, Melly, we've seen this Rangers team. You know, you're talking about the Celtic players that are going to play have been there and done it. We've seen this Rangers team, and they bottle it numerous times against us. Yeah, I, I, I hate to lump them in with Michael Beale's Rangers or Van Bronckhurst Rangers because... A lot of the players are, that have played will still be the same. Yeah, of course, but I, I think you need to give this new... Ma- you don't need to give him time because he's a Rangers manager, but I think when you talk about like Celtic's Champions League results, they're crap away from home, but you can't lump every manager into the mm. same thing. It's all, it's all different things. So this is going to be... Clement's first test against Brendan Rodgers so we've not seen him come up against a good manager like Brendan Rodgers yet no. Real Betis maybe but look, that result annoys me as well because look I don't I don't have any confidence that Celtic could go and do that but I want them to so what is it that gets Rangers to that point and I think it's the, the physicality because if they're not playing well they have that to fall back on and my worry in this game is that Celtic don't have that but we do have the game at Ibrox earlier this season where and games in Europe as well, where we can we can not get stuck in, but we suffer for a bit mm. and we come through it. Uh, that's not quite happened the last month or so, but in games previous to that, we'd suffer through games and we'd dig in and I think we need to do that. It's just Celtic lack a, a lot right now and we're sort of getting towards January, hoping that we can bring that in in January, but the, 
the big thing is this game's here before January. Celtic yeah. need to go and do it. And again, we had a big lead. This game should be one that Celtic should be going to win and saying we're going into this break in double figures ahead. Well, but see, to be honest, not. that's what's frustrating me the most. I know this is this podcast probably a bit of a downer at Christmas time, <laughs> but that I think what is what really annoyed me the most because we could have been in a position realistically here, but if we won nah, this game, yeah. the, the league's basically over by yeah. New yeah. Year because I kind of, I can't. Terrible thing to say, but I kind of think Celtic need this because Celtic well, aren't proactive, they're always reactive. So when Rangers start coming up in Celtic, it's always the, oh no, we better mm. do something now or wait till it's too late. And I think really Celtic need this. They need this to go kick us into action, which is terrible to say because all we want, and we keep saying it season after season, is we just want a football club to be the best football club we can be. And the thing... I feel with Rangers, I feel like I'm not complimenting them, but talking about them a lot is that they they get stuff done. Like mm. today they've went out and brought in a player. Whether Celtic went for him or not, it is not even the 1st of January there and they've brought in a player that will come in and play for them and Celtic don't seem See, to be near that. But with the rest of it, and like I said last week, all their money is on the pitch playing. Mm. The big money they spend is on there. And even then I drove past the other day and they've got that Edmondson house up. Why do we not have stuff like that? I Just think, be simple things. I think you're right in what you're saying is Rangers go out and get stuff done. But and, and under normal circumstances, I would say, well, anybody can go out and sign these players that are no good. The problem is I can't throw that accusation at them <laughs> at the moment because we've signed a lot of players that, that, that aren't very good. And I think the key takeaway is whether you rate the Rangers players or not, Rangers have managed even to sign players that have gone into their team and they're playing and they're contributing, whereas we've sort of done something really peculiar. But I, I think that it's no... Um, Melly was saying how he thinks Celtic need this he need Rangers being down their neck in order to be reactive to things rather than proactive but I think the other thing that's going in our favour is all the games we've performed this season have all been difficult games yeah. the more difficult games it's the games that have caught us by surprise and it reminds me of something that Callum McGregor was saying recently about how some of these players think they just need to turn up and win and it's no mm. European every week and they, they need to do you know it's not just routine and it's not a case of someone else will do it for you so maybe it is just a case of Stephen that the players are turning up against Levy against Hearts and there's one or two or three guys on the pitch who think, oh, this will happen eventually and bang, before you know it, you're a goal down and you thought, oh, shit, we've been caught here. Maybe the prospect of a big tie, an important game against the main rivals breathing down your neck, maybe these players will rise to this challenge and see this is, the this is you know, we we don't want to go out like this. We don't want to be this meek Celtic team that have blown this lead that are dropping points. No, we want to continue this good form and we want to take this challenge on and we want to sh rem basically remind Rangers like yeah I mean I suppose if we're speaking figuratively if this season is a game we have gone a goal down and we need to react to it we yeah. need to sort of galvanise mm. and come roaring back into it the fans get behind us but look, the, the trouble is that Celtic are capable of raising themselves for big games then I look at the likes of the Hearts game at home recently, 2-0 down after half an hour and it was basically game over. Could have played all day and not come back into it. So Celtic do need a massive turnaround in fortunes and not, not so much fortunes, but the the will, the desire to get these games won because it's just no been there in recent weeks. Now, I take aside the Livingston and who was the Dundee. other one? Dundee games. They were, they were actually decent. They were actually decent performances. And Absolutely smashed Dundee. Ah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's, we're not conceding chances right. at the moment, but... There is that that lingering doubt that this Celtic team are just a little bit. I don't want to use words like gutless because that I think that's far too. Aye, yeah, but I don't think that's too controversial because Brendan Rodgers has, if not outright said that, then mm. 
heavily implied it recently. Is the word how, weak not used yeah, recently? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I'm sure he Bullied. used the word soft then when Bullied. That that game was at the, the very recent game where he read the right act at half time mm. and they came St. out. Johnson. Yes, and Johnson, that was it. I'm sure he would, he used the word soft. So hopefully that that sort of soft centre of this Celtic team has been eradicated for this game because we can't afford to play like that. We just is, can't. We have the quality there. We have seen players what they can do when they when they raise their game. We have yeah. seen the likes of Matt O'Reilly against Rangers, Callum McGregor against Rangers, Kyogo, Kyogo, Carter Vickers. We've seen all these guys really strongly perform against Rangers. Alistair Johnson loves playing. Oh, yeah. ag- <laughs> loves playing against Rangers. Yeah. So we've. I suppose what we're saying is we've got the players there. We yeah. just need we need all to fucking click. There's that word we just needed to click, <laughs> yeah. and then a reminder of what I said years ago. I think the selection is a big thing. One of the things I want to talk about is is the wingers, right and left. I want to see Maeda move back over to the left. I think it's important because Tavernier's their main creative player. He's one of their most dangerous players, and he can keep Tavernier really, really occupied. I saw a badder apparently. I don't follow Abada on Instagram but I see he's recently changed his Instagram picture to him scoring against Rangers oh. I wonder if Abada's maybe I wonder if we're keeping him under wraps I know he was on the grass recently if he's available probably not it's too early for him to start on the right hand side but for me Maeda on the left that right wing position though this is what I mean about how there are definite discussions there are definite dilemmas at play here even if we end up coming to something that we've seen before mm. I, it's a it's a puzzler for me that the wing situation because of what you've just said about Maeda needing to play on the left to nullify Tavernier that he's been really good at before. He's re- really done a very good job of that. And again, people will kind of sniff at that and say, oh, Tav Pen and all that. But there's no getting away from the fact that he is their major threat. Everything goes through Aye. them. He's, he's their main player. And, and Maeda's great at shutting him up. Yeah, absolutely. But can you even, can you contemplate really dropping Palma just now if he's one of the main goal threats in the team? Set up a lovely goal for Bernardo against mm. the D. Great pass. It makes bad decisions just now, clearly. I, I think that's that's part of the debate. But what do you do with the right wing if you if you put Maeda there? Because has to adapt. I, 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 I think these are the tactical decisions that a manager has to live or die by. And I yeah. think Palmer just needs to adapt to play on the right. He's played on the right hand side for us before. He scored was it Atletico. No, he was only over there because of the way it broke from a, oh, a yeah. corner sort of thing. But I, I'd stick with the the same the way it is just now. And what you can sort of do to work around it is have Bernardo on that left hand side of the midfield free moving across to try and help out. He's good at that. I think he can get about. We've seen him in the European games. And the thing with Bernardo at the weekend was he started getting into the box and making those runs that we've lacked for so long because it just seems to go around the edge of the box. But if people start making runs, it creates spaces for our people. So, look, if you're going to work against Tavernier, what you need to do is also have somebody stopping him going forward. But you can do that by pinning him back as well. And if we leave Palmer up there working back when he has to, but also... He's going to be our main goal threat, probably. Kyogo will finish chances, hopefully, if he gets them, but Palmer can sort of make and score chances. So I think taking him out of his position, look, I don't want to sound arrogant, but we're Celtic, we're at home, we've got 60,000 fans. We shouldn't be changing too much to go against Rangers. They're not that much better than us. So I think what we can do is work it. So if uh, Tavernier's got the ball, get Kyogo a press so the ball has to go out left because Rangers always prefer going down the right so we can make a press so that the ball goes out to the left rather than the right and then if it does go out to the right have Bernardo over there supporting uh, Palma and Greg Taylor 
I want to tidy that up there because people will be screaming at that line mm. where you said Rangers aren't that much better than us. I assume you're using that as a, it's not like we're playing against Atletico Madrid where you need to change all your tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aye, it's not as if like, uh, we're 20 points ahead yeah, and we're going into this as underdogs and mm. you need to try and work out yeah. ways to stop them. It's just, they might be better than us, they might not be, but they're not that much better than us that we should be changing tactics and moving yeah. players about to suit, I don't think. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. No, well, I think it's... I, I just think Maeda's done so well previously in that position. I get what you're saying. I just think he's done so well. We have concerns. He's been rotten on the right recently. So he has well. been has rotten on the right and we've got concerns of our Palmer's work rate. And as yeah, you said, look, some... at the, look at the amount of goals Celtic have scored over the years from a bad pass and then passing that ball in between Tavernier and Goldson. Yeah. Mm. Now, do you want that falling to Maeda or do you want that falling to Palmer? <laughs> I don't want any ball that falling to Maeda. <laughs> but Maeda can do a job. And look, I think it... 
if it's not going well during the game, they're flexible enough to move them to over. The old Neil Lennon. Yeah, the old switch of the wingers. But I think with Palmer, that, that's where he's dangerous in there. And I think that's where Celtic can get joy. They just need to figure a way to stop Tavernier. I think the midfield three as well has got to be Bernardo McGregor and Matt O'Reilly, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, without doubt. I think Bernardo, had it not been for the Dundee game, I would have said, who knows? Mm. To be honest, he could throw a dart at the team and that, that pick your midfielder, who knows who it's going to be. But I think after the Dundee game, I think Bernardo deserves to to start the game. I think he was very effective in that one. Completely different from how he's looked usually yeah. because in recent weeks and recent podcasts and recent At The Match podcasts, we've been talking about how Bernardo is just just seems like a, a bit of a non-entity in yeah. there. Just a midfielder who just sort of floats around the middle Tidy is about the best thing you could say for him, but I thought he really sprung to life in the Dundee game, getting forward a lot more, took his goal. A wee bit of luck with a goal. I think it kind of came off him twice and bounced through the keeper's legs a yes. wee bit, but a great pass from Palma, as I said previously. So I think he deserves to start because I wouldn't really even consider the likes of... I don't know who's going to be fit, so I'm just working on the assumption that Iwata is not going to be back. But Turnbull, no, I think we've seen what Turnbull is capable of in these games and it's not a huge amount. I know he played in the last one and contributed to the, the win at Ibrooks. He scored that hilarious goal last season, the fourth in the 4-0 victory. That's right. Yeah, John McLaughlin, John McLaughlin passed it straight to him. But I don't think he's done anything in recent weeks to suggest that he's a, a, even a consideration for this game. Then you're into the realms of home or Hatati hasn't been in the squad recently. There's, I know that how would you, how, Who would make you feel more comfortable Would you when the lineup comes out on Saturday? Hatati or Bernardo? Well, yeah, that in a in a perfect world you would say Hadati, clearly. I mean Hadati, if he was playing and playing well in the build up to this game, it's not even a question about that being the midfield three. But with him not having played in ages now and Bernardo having been picking up form, I I would be more confident in Bernardo. How I would view that if the lineup was to drop an hour and a quarter before the game and I saw Hatati playing from the start. My immediate thought would be, oh, brilliant, Hatati's back. But then I would probably pivot to as a subunit to make yeah. after about an hour. So I'm fine with Bernardo playing. I think he deserves it. And it's just, it's really just a case of, it's been a process of elimination with the midfield rather than anyone fighting it out and battling for it. Because it really has just been Bernardo has stepped forward in amongst a load of, I mean, it's just been mediocrity really from guys like, guys who've shown flashes. Iwata's injured again, but home has just been okay hooked at half-time in a couple of his appearances, so now nah, it's Bernardo for me. I think with Rangers, I've got some injury concerns as well. Um, they also had a wee game called off uh, mm. during the week there, so a wee bit of extra break for them. But I think looking at the, the two lineups, Celtic's strongest bit is the midfield. I think now Bernardo's sort of not cemented his place, but in the last two games looked more like, oh, this is why he this guy was yeah. at Benfica and why we brought him in. But... With that midfield also, Greg Taylor has been more inverted as well. I think with that sort of box in there, that's where Celtic can get the joy. I'm not sure who's going to start for Rangers. Having a quick glance over the midfields, it's been Sterling, who's a right back, who's been playing in there. They've had Kieran Dowell playing. I don't know who's going to be fit, who'll be back. But if Celtic can win that midfield battle, that's probably where we'll get the most joy because the wide players, we've seen so many different versions of mm. wide players, wide partnerships. The two fullbacks for Celtic this season have flattered to deceive a lot of the time. Mm. So that centre midfield is where Celtic can get a grip of the game. And I think that's where we need to be overloading with numbers and try and 
spring on them and get balls in behind because when Rangers are going turning back the way that's where they sort of struggle and it's not going to be like the games we've had recently whether it be Livingston whether it be Dundee where the teams are just camped in and Celtic have got 70 odd percent possession it's going to be close to being 50-50 possession which means Rangers will come at Celtic sometimes which means there'll be space in behind and Palma, Kyogo and Maeda haven't had that at all recently Scouting statistics tactics um, we have got a scouting podcast out with Alex Barker Euro expert Melly was chatting to him he's looked at Rangers and they have a look, little look over all the data the analytics they also scout Rangers talk more in depth about their dangerous players talk tactically about how we expect them to set up how we can hurt them all that's available patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims you can listen to that before the game some ideal pre-match listening that one um, I, I don't think there's any getting away from the fact that this is a, a huge game for Celtic I think what Melly's right in saying is there's probably not much between the teams Stephen, I am. Um, I, I just. I don't want to just. I could just come on the podcast and just kid on like bravado and pretend that oh, it's no bother. We'll smash them and all. I'm a bit nervous just because of how Celtic have played recently, how some of these players have performed. Melly, can I ask you then what happens when the lineup drops? Then and what happens? How does your confidence feel if Carter Vickers isn't in there? I think he will be. I think he will be, but I, I couldn't take it. <laughs> Honestly. I couldn't take another hit. I want Carter Vickers in there. I mean, Liam Scales will be in there fine. Um, It'd be Welsh that comes in, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'll be yeah. Steve Welsh. Well, according to Brendan, he says Carter Vickers is under strict instructions that if he feels anything in his hamstring at all, he needs to come off. And that's all it was. It's not gone or anything like that. So. No, but Tuesday to Saturday is not a... It's not a big no, and, and and I'm fully aware that they want to keep Rangers guessing, and they wouldn't yeah. be giving yeah. it away right after a game like that anyway. The last time he was taken off as a precaution, he missed two games. So mm. as the last example of that, he felt something in his hamstring, so we just took a precaution and took him off. He missed two games after that, so I think he, between the Hibs and Hearts games, he missed both the games in between. So it's not great, is it? Because as much as I mean, I love Carter Vickers. I'm on record. Check the record, but mm. as we say every week, get it checked. Yes, as, as saying it, I think he's he's the best defender I've seen in terms of consistency, in terms of performance, the best defender I've seen in my lifetime. In Celtic, people might have other opinions, so I'm just using that to illustrate how much I rate the guy. But I'm worried now about the level of his crookedness. Yeah, um, because it's multiple injuries now and. If you say, ah, it's fine. If he feels anything in his hamstring, we'll just take him off. Mm. But that that could be three minutes into the game where yeah. he could feel I mean, a little there, twinge. There certainly are questions over. Hey, as yeah. much as, there's certainly questions over. You know, there's rumours that Carter Vickers has got a new contract and it's not been announced yet or he's been offered a new contract. There are questions over. Look, we love you, Cam, and you're absolutely brilliant. But you will be one of our highest earning footballers. Yeah. And can we really afford to have a guy on the books who is brilliant, who's the best defender we've ever seen, but can really only play a third yeah. of the season? Like, are we, well, have, we, is... have we got our very own Ledley King here? <laughs> well, yeah. well, I don't know. I don't know if it's quite at that level yet, but if Cameron Carter Vickers comes back and goes, Here, Celtic, stop buying crap centre halves then so that I don't need to play every single <laughs> well, yeah, minute yeah, of every yeah. game, man. Because we're looking at it again, three centre halves in, in the summer and biggest game of the season coming up. And if. Carter Vickers is fit none of them will even make the bench no, no that, I, that's, where, yeah. that's where we are right now so Stephen Welsh would probably come in and then probably Navrotsky will be on the bench or Lagabelka but you're looking at it again wasting money on these guys having to rush Carter Vickers back because he's essential 
But I think with Celtic, Carter Vickers, McGregor, O'Reilly and Kyogo, that's the four guys we need on the well, pitch to that, win this That's game. it, because you were saying what was going to make me feel any better. It's not really, There's really nothing in the lineup that can make me feel any better. I know how the lineup's going to be. I think it's going to be, as we've discussed, and then the three midfielders, and then Palmer, Kyogo and Maeda up the front. But what will make me feel better is seeing Matt O'Reilly on the ball, seeing him look confident. What will make me feel better is getting balls in behind and Kyogo getting on the end of things, not necessarily scoring, but just everyone just looking that wee bit sharper, that wee bit on it. Because I do, I mean, that it's an old cliche, right? But I do think if Celtic turn up and do their business, we'll beat Rangers because we've got that available to us. We've seen what these the majority of these players can do to Rangers when everything's on point and everyone's singing with the same hymn sheet. The concern is we've not been that team a lot. So what will give me confidence is those opening couple of minutes, but up, up to that point, I'll be... Sheathing myself. <laughs> what what happens if Celtic are nil nil or one each or something Stop like that? Stop giving me scary scenarios, <laughs> Melly. And then we turn to and the then bench. your phone rings and you need to <laughs> turn to the bench and Brendan looks across. I've got a choice between Yang Forrest and Mikey Johnson. Who are you going That's for? Not and a, a piano falls in your head. <laughs> I know, I know. No, I mean, if I mean, who we? Honestly, I'm inclined to say Mikey Johnson, and yeah. I'll tell you why because. He scored two He's there. Back. He scored two there, right? He scored two coming off the left hand side, where we, we, I think we all agree that's probably his better position, yeah. right? So he scored two. I know what James Forrest offers us, and you've called him numerous times a hide and seek champion against Rangers. So I've seen enough of James Forrest to know that he's not good enough. Uh, Yang, unpredictable, wily. Who knows what he's going to do next? <laughs> not even Yang knows what he's no. going to do next half the time. So I've seen enough from Yang to know that it just beats a guy. And then beats him again and tries to beat him again and forgets that what you're supposed to do is beat him and then cross it. He forgets to cross him. So I've seen enough. Nah. So given that choice, and I think I'll make this probably the last imaginary scenario you'll offer up in case you stress me out anymore. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's got to be Mikey Jones. I think after the uh, Dundee game, he's sort of earned that slot, hasn't he? The mm. guy that will come on. But hopefully now that that sort of four-year-old monkey's <laughs> off his back, that he can do it. Uh, to go that long without going for sale, I know there's circumstances. Imagine having it. a monkey on your back for four years. Oh, what a mess. Plays <laughs> like it. He plays <laughs> like it anyway. So, like, hopefully that can be him that he's free of that. But he's not going to be the solution, is he? And that, that, that's what we're again coming back to is well, Celtic's starting 11 might be as good as it can get if Hitati's on the bench. Maybe even stretch to a bad about flinging a guy on the bench after being out for, what, three months, months is. It's where Celtic are right now. We're we're desperate and we need we need heroes, but I think the heroes are going to be the ones that start. If he can add it to his game, Claxon with yeah. Mikey Johnson, if he can only add goals and assists to his game. Wanted, that's another thing I want to ban from football discourse. If if oh, oh they're starting to add that to their game, like you just pull things off a shell. Like, I never used to score goals, but I'm going to do that now. Um listen, before we get our final conclusions, people uh, or we reach the sort of conclusion part of the, the podcast, people will be looking across at all three of us resplendent in green as it oh, is yeah. and nah. wondering what the shit is wet Melly wearing I'm not going to say what my jumper looks like I've just realised <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> in, in case we get abuse from the Jerry Adams collection that's a Mark McGuinness special that one um, <laughs> people are going to look at Melly and say why is Melly wearing a 
Christmas jumper. Well, it is basically our Christmas, yeah, our Christmas yeah. episode. This one, and we've got each other some presents. We always oh, do yes. that. Yep. We always do that. So uh, yeah, we haven't seen each other in person through no. through the the festive period. So we're getting together just now. So uh, so the, we're going to do some gifting um, in the Christmas gooch uh, no, between oh, that's, Christmas that's and New Year. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Uh, Melly, would you like to go first? Uh, yes, no problem. Jamie. Being a man of fashion, mm. I saw this and thought of you. So wow, I can. Oh God, I've got. Oh, oh, oh God, have you got some? I've got some clothes there? as well. <laughs> is this a? Is this start wearing Stone Island? Is this hey, Is this a Stone Island? Is it? Is this a Gucci? Is this a Louis Vuitton? I see some tartan here. Wow, Melly, is this? Is this Celtic pajamas? No, it's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> do you expect me to fucking wear that? It's better than some of the gear you do. Uh, who, who would, who honestly would ever wear well, that? Oh, well, I may as well go just wow. now as well because you can complete the outfit with this. Oh, just really? Throw this across. Watch for this okay. for the camera effect. Oh, oh there, there we go. go. Wow, this is this is one one for every season. That, you, but that's quite thick. Just <laughs> weighty in it. Look at this. It made Jeffrey Taylor Edinburgh quite weighty. Oh. Really. You spent a few quid on that. And oh, charity shop's fine. <laughs> the, the, the Celtic badge on the side. Let me just check what it's made of. If I can quickly make this entertaining. No, we can't. Okay. <laughs> uh, next is. I've got gifts for you, by the right, way. Yep. I've, I've got gifts for you. Stephen has completed the outfit with. What is this? What on earth have we oh, got here? A t shirt for underneath. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's, that's, that's bad, isn't it? That is bad for listeners. You, Stephen has given me a Peaky Blinders themed Celtic CSC. t-shirt. The Peaky Blinders CSE. Wow, that is absolutely that perfectly together, sensational. Um, yes, okay. Smelly, you've got one for Stephen. Yeah, okay. Stephen. It better not be better than mine. Celtic have won a lot of trophies. Mm. There's been a lot of highlights in this year, but I had to bring together one of my highlights and give oh, you a gift form. So I'm just putting this up to the camera. Oh, bump my microphone. Stephen, for uh, narration here, uh, Stephen is opening a <laughs> small box. Yeah. Um, what size is that box? It's about six <laughs> inches square. Sturdy wrapping five, on this as well. Five. Very well Don't wrapped. Don't wrap it Martin as well Mellie. as this for the purposes of podcast. Of yeah. course wow. I did not wrap it. Oh, right. No, he gave it to Oh, me. what's inside is a white box, oh, which requires box. even more opening. Go. Okay. Stephen is opening the white box. Oh, goodness yeah. me, it's a mug. What can be on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mug featuring Stephen dressed from a Halloween episode. Yes. Uh, as One of our more memorable moments. As a banana. Oh, that is excellent. Thank you very much. Even got the writing in yellow. It does there. say in yellow letters, I'm a banana. Well, I think as you both know, uh, <laughs> as you both know, a lot of people listen to this podcast, don't yeah. they? A lot of people listen to this podcast. And I don't like to throw around words like celebrity. All right. <laughs> I don't like to throw around words like famous. Yeah. Right. But we not but, our words. But not when you words. reach this level, you you get a few celebrity pals. So Melly, for you have reached out to your favourite comedian of all time. Oh. Oh, there's a few. I'd say McCabe. I'd say Conley. I'd say Gervais. Yeah, sessions. not maybe not so much now, Ricky Gervais, but Ricky. <laughs> so. Somebody put me in touch with the real Ricky Gervais Oof. and uh, he's uh, sent you a, a video message here. Oh, Martin, you old slag. Did you get the grass and <laughs> take the trousers? <laughs> oh, it's me, David Brent, Brent Master General. Yeah. In the office, in the hot seat. Yeah. Um, and this is a little Merry Christmas massage. Yeah. From your mate, James Flynn. Playing loads of bunts. 
to do this. <laughs> Bunsen burner, nice little learner. Yeah, but um, he said, you've got a silly little podcast. Pipe dreams are good, <laughs> in a way. You know, keep it going because, you know, eventually you get people like me on there, famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, big Celtic fan, go on. That's good. Um, the only downside is you're a ginger. <laughs> sometimes gingers can be successful. Yeah. Look at... Um, oh. <laughs> no, you'd be brilliant. Chris Evans. He's grey now, though. But maybe when you go grey, that's when you become successful. Anyway, enjoy it. Enjoy Christmas. Try not to eat too much Christmas cake. A bit sweet for me. I prefer a, a flan. Um, <laughs> but Elvina will flow. <laughs> yeah, bit of philosophy for you. If you want the rainbow, yeah, you've got to put up with the rain. Do you know which philosopher said that? Dolly Parton. And people say she's just a big pair of tits. Ah. <laughs> uh? See you later. <laughs> No expense spared, and I get insulted at the minute. And that was the real Ricky Gervais. Yeah, I was yeah. assured. I was assured yeah. by celebrity like finders him. that that was a real. And since we're in the, I was in a real given mood, you know, and reaching out to people's heroes. Mary, Mary got Ricky Gervais. I reached out to one of Stephen's heroes. Oh wow! As well, one of your all-time heroes be. to give you a little pep talk this Christmas, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. This <laughs> is here. Now, your friend James has asked me if I would send you a little message because he tells me you're having a bit of a hard time at the moment. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to say to you, keep your head up, mate. Keep fighting the good fight and know that you will be on the right side of history. We will be on the right side of history. So we wish you and all the other Tims a lovely Christmas and all the very best for 2024. Your idol? There you go, mate. Your idol, Matt Letizzi. Oh, we will be on the right side of history together. <laughs> I, honestly, oh, see, when I was requesting that message, I thought, I thought right, I'm, what I'm going to do, right, is just plant little seeds to make him think that you are a wacko. Like, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. Right, you right. know, like... Uh, Did you send him his Twitter? Is that all you No, had? no, to make him think like you're one of these anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I just planted seeds, I didn't say anything right. else. And what I also wanted him to do was wish all the Tims a Merry Christmas, right. all the Tims out there a Merry Christmas. But how did I do that without, like, making it affiliated? Well, what I said was your name was Stephen Tims. <laughs> and I said, can you wish Stephen and all his family a Merry Christmas? So there you go, Stephen. Tremendous. You're, you're oh, here. Check, we'll go one more. We'll go one right. more. I forgot. Oh, forgot Melly's. Right. Oh, Melly's, Melly's Christmas present. Melly's unrupting what looks like a small <laughs> kettlebell. Yeah. Oh, it's a trophy. <laughs> Really, <laughs> turn it on and hold up oh, to your. Wow! Wow! It's color changing. That is a Celtic, a glo- the, the the tackiest, most revolting nightlight. Night says, Celtic. Shut your whole it's fat boy. Etched Greg Taylor's <laughs> face on a nightlight, and it says "Shut your whole fat boy" on it. That is. Let me have a look at that. Oh. That is. Well, it's weighty. No oh, expense oh, spared. Don't don't, oh, don't drop it. God no. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's absolutely tremendous! Look, um, yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody! Yeah, yeah Merry, Merry, Merry belated Christmas! Yep. So, so final conclusions. Final then. conclusions of uh, the Glasgow Derby preview as we're doing here. Um, it is what we've come across here is it's a must-win, but we don't trust the players, and there's nothing to back up that fact. And almost what we've done is 
set up the manager for an impossible task. You must right. win this game under no circumstances, uh, even though we don't have a lot of belief. Must not lose, probably. Oh, forget all that. I feel 10 feet tall after being given <laughs> a, a pep talk by who I firmly believe should be the next Prime Minister of the Pin UK. Matt Matis. Matt and I are going to be on the right side of history beginning this Saturday afternoon with a thorough win over the, the, the forces of darkness. Oh, look, that's it. Look, if I was in that Celtic dressing room, do you know what I'd say? I'd say... <laughs> I, I, look, we've done it before. Yes. We, you've done this before. We know that when Rangers come up against Celtic and we need to win, more often than not, we win the game. Cal McGregor's done it. Matt O'Reilly's done it. Half of the guys out there have done it. And the guys that have not done it yet, this is your opportunity to yes, do it. Yeah. And they'll tell you all about how brilliant it is. So, so that's what you need to do. And there is nothing better. I've got so many memes lined up. <laughs> There's nothing better than putting Rangers in their place. Our draft's and, absolutely busting. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. I've got cut angle ones. <laughs> I've got, we get to call, if we get to call Clement a bald fraud. <laughs> There's so many things that we could really, really do. And, uh, but I think more importantly, the beauty of it comes from just putting Rangers in their place because they are talking big now. So what you're saying is this time next week, we'll have beaten Rangers and what will it be? January the window will be open we'll have signed three players by then yeah, as we'll well. send oh. those boys out to beat Rangers and then next week we'll get half of <laughs> and we'll get good players in I know what, there's been a lot of talk about Rangers being proactive in the transfer window like Celtic aren't anymore apart from that window where we had Atate and Maida and they did get Chi in on mm. New Year's Eve I think it was on Hogmanay um, but there'll be an argument against Rangers doing that by saying but you'd rather be right than quick wouldn't you you'd rather get it right than quick yes. but the trouble is Nowadays, Celtic are slow and wrong. Yeah. So it's getting that, that amazing combination of being slow and wrong. Right. Do you think we'll win? Uh, I think it will draw. Okay. <laughs> Stephen? Uh, yeah, I do. I think uh, I think Celtic have got it in their locker to get a narrow win of this. But you never know. It might just be one of those mad ones where you turn up and it's like 3 or 4-1 or something like that. That's what it's going to be, honestly. Yeah. We're going to get battered 3-0 or we're going to battle them 3-0. <laughs> right. Is that's the that's the only two options for me? Yeah, or two two. <laughs> yeah, well, so all three options. Then. <laughs> look, there's no getting away from the fact that you can be confident, but we have been somewhat lurching towards this January window, mm. thinking we're going to fix all the problems in January. But this is the big stumbling block. This is the big hurdle before January. So we just need to get over this, and then we can start to piece things together for the second half, the second part of the season afterwards. So it's it's a massive game. And we need to go and deliver some sort of message that Celtic are not a busted flush. Brendan Rodgers not a finished manager, mm -hmm. all this sort of stuff. We need to need to start turning up, and it starts this weekend for me. Uh, I, I think I think Celtic can win. I, th I would take any sort of win. Goes without saying. Take any sort of description of win just now. But I, I think Celtic can get the job done two one on the day. And on that, we shall wrap up. If you want a tactical and statistical and scouting podcast, patreon.com slash 20minutetims. We'll be at the game, so we'll have our at the match podcast out just after it, where we'll be reacting to the result. All that is available on patreon.com and on Apple. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers. 
providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.